Real Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Well, welcome to Real Cuff Radio. You're going to enjoy this show tonight. We've got a, an actor. He's an author. He's a preacher. He used to be an Olympic boxer. And he was also being groomed to be a voodoo priest. And his name is Earthquake Kelly. And how are you doing tonight? Yes, fine. Brother Todd, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me tonight. I'm doing really good. And, and I'll tell you, I'm excited to have you share your testimony uh, and then bring us up to date. Wow, from what I was reading, it, I mean, it sounds like from uh, just a small, well, first of all, I, I read the part about your dad trying to destroy you before you were even born. And that's just, right. that's crazy. Right, right. Abortion attempt. Thank God it failed. Exactly. God, yes, sir. Had his hands, literally had his hands on me from day one. Yeah, and so so then you were being raised to be a voodoo priest? Right. Your father was a voodoo priest too, right? Right, exactly. He was more into... Uh, he was on a higher level than I ever, I ever achieved. He was way up there. He was into the voodoo. I was practicing voodoo, but he was into the voodoo, and uh, uh, it's it's like uh, like a higher level of of magic and sorcery and stuff. Whatever happened to your father? Well, 1973 or 74, I believe it. He came to church with me, and I I saw him go down to the altar, raise his hands up to receive Jesus. About two months later, he died. Wow. Yeah. But but you know what though? I I'm so glad to hear that because reading and um, and hearing some of the other interviews and things, all I could think is, okay, where's his dad now though? You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we serve such a, a merciful God. Yeah, man. I saw him. Uh, uh, completely changed. I saw God come, and I was there because I wouldn't have believed it if I wasn't there myself. You know, I might have said, "Oh yeah, right him." Oh no, <laughs> but I right. was there. I bought him a suit. He was old school. He didn't like to go out anywhere not not dressed in suit and tie, and uh, was still back in the, the, the early seventies and stuff. So. He was still old school. He liked to have on a suit and a tie when he went out to church and public meetings or whatever. So I went and I bought him a suit and uh, I bought him a nice shirt and and a tie. And he felt even um, through the weekday, he didn't want to go to church without being suited and tied down. So he went. And I, to my surprise, you know, he went and he saw the change in me. He saw the change in me because I, I was a uh, very bad person, very very bad person. So he saw something change in me, and uh, we started. We started. We weren't we weren't friends. We weren't friends at all. You know, we, we wasn't friends. Uh, I mean, we was just my dad, but we weren't we weren't socializing at all on any any level in the same house in the same house for sixteen years. But we we didn't have any kind of fellowship at all. It wasn't nothing about that. It was more like he's 
he said and I did. That's just all there was to it. But when he saw a change in me and nothing he could do to 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 break my will and that I was gonna love God regardless, he said there's something different about me and I and I kept pressuring him about stop he was smoking three or four packs of cigarettes a day and I lovingly tried to help him with that and he had other sorcerers that would come by the house and I withstood very bad person that was into witchcraft that was trying to control him and because he was in his bed. He's like 98 pounds soaking wet. Some of the people from that other side was trying to come by and work spells and stuff on him and I confronted them because I had got saved and I told them, I said, I'm from where you're from. You can't fool me with that stuff. I know how, how it operates, how it works. And I love Jesus. Now I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. And you can't bring that stuff in here. And that person started to resist me, and then I re I came against them in the name of Jesus. Then they threatened to, uh, to kill me, and I'm still here. And I said, I'm not afraid of that, man. Get out of here. You and that stuff don't work with this Jesus stuff that I have. And so I'm still here, and then I was able to get my dad to go, go to church, and uh, he got saved, and two months later... He passed away. I did my job, Todd. I did what? Exactly. Do you want to share a little bit about your testimony for, you know, the beginning and then? Uh... Sure. I, 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 I would love to. My mother married, she married him, even though she was filled with the Holy Ghost. She was a member of uh, Pentecostal Church. My dad took a liking to her and followed her everywhere and came to church and played like he was a Christian and they threw their hands up. He would throw his hands up, and and when people would shout and dance, he would shout and dance. But my great uncle, who was a pastor, knew that he wasn't he wasn't no Christian, and he told my mom, he said that man's not a Christian. He's only after you, and so he stayed after my mom, and and everywhere she went, and after when my mom said he just he just wore her down, so to speak, as war. She gets married, and we we have like eleven children. And I was the seventh. I was the seventh child, and they said since I was the seventh child that I was picked by Papa Doc Duvalier, the president, dictator for life, to work in Port-au-Prince and City Soleil, and that's where they prepped me and prepared me to do that. I was on drugs at an early age, Todd. I started huffing, huffing chemicals at four years old, doing marijuana at six years old, and five hundred dollars worth of cocaine daily at 10 years old because my brothers weren't in, in the business. They were they were pharmacists, so to speak, so I didn't have to buy anything. And doing that, the drugs and the gangs there by New York and Connecticut and Jersey and stuff like that had a big influence on my life. I've seen a lot of people uh, treated very bad in that, in that realm. And my mother, she realized what she had done and, uh, of course, long time before I was born, she said she asked God to forgive her for making that mistake of not waiting on on him and marry a man that wasn't saved. And she'd tell other women. She passed away last February, but she was on Sid Roth's show with me before she passed away about 9 to 10 years ago. She was on there with me telling the story, which was powerful. And God, he heard her prayers on my behalf, and, 
1971, after an overdose of drugs, I was down in the pits of hell. I went down into the pits of hell, being tormented by evil spirits. And some hands of light came down in the pits of hell, grabbed me under my armpits, and pulled me out of the hands of those evil spirits, and put me back in my body, and said, because of your mother's prayers, and because that you've been chosen to do a work for my kingdom, the kingdom of God, you were spared. Actually, Todd, we, we finished everything that's dealing with my life story movie, which will be in all the theaters, praise God. It'll be in all the theaters coming up. We just got a few more things to do. And my whole entire life story will be in the, we're going to do two parts in the theater, so praise God for that. So that's pretty much, that's pretty much what, there's a whole lot more to happen to me, but God has been good to me and he saved me in 1971 after he took me out of hell, put me in my body, my sister, my sister came and told me about Jesus and she said, you're not going to be a sorcerer no more. That you're going to get saved, and and my girlfriend at the time, she knew that I was worth a lot of money and had a shipment of come of, of stuff coming in, and she said you can't get saved because if you get saved, we can't, I can't get all of this money. And I said don't worry about it. I'm not going to church to get saved. I'm just going to church because my sister won't stop telling me about Jesus. So she said, well, I'm, I'm going to go to church with you to make sure you don't get saved. Now, I never heard of such a thing. And that's exactly what she did. She came to church, and she stood outside, and she was pacing back and forth, and I could see her outside of the church pacing back and forth, back and forth. And that went on for like a week. It was a week revival. And she would come every night, and my sister would bring me to church. I heard the voice of the Lord, Todd. And before that, the pastor, the pastor said, young man, you were in there, back there in the back. So I'm sitting in the back of the church. I didn't I didn't know anybody but my sister. So I told her, sit me in the back. I don't I don't want to be around these these goody two shoes people. I don't know these people. So she said, okay. She sat me in the back, and the pastor pointed. Everybody turned around to look. I turned around and looked too. I said, well, young man, he's talking to you, and there's nobody back there but me in the wall. So I said, oh no, he's talking to me. He said, come down here. Jesus wants to save you. So I'm looking out, out the window of the church, and I see I see my girlfriend pacing, and somehow she heard what the, what the pastor said, and she was true to her word. She stuck her head in the door and like, no, don't go down there. Don't go down there to that altar. If you go down there to the altar, you might get saved, and then I'll miss out on all this money. At that time, I was only making $200 a day sometimes 300 but the rest of those high rollers was making much more than that. I was at the low end of 200 a day, and I was only like 14 or 15, making that kind of money. Our big payday was coming up when my cut was going to be a million dollars, and, and uh, she knew that. And so she said, you can't get saved. And, and But I heard the pastor's voice. He said, come down here. Weren't told, you paralyzed? You were paralyzed yeah. from the waist down when all this happened. Yeah, I was paralyzed from the waist down. And I had been in the hospital, and I was bedridden. And so that's the first miracle, the, what the second miracle, God took me out of hell. second miracle was I had no, no strength in my legs from my waist down. I was like wet spaghetti strings in my legs. And the pastor, he was, he was like, come down here. And I'm like, does he know? Two of my sisters had to help me walk to the, inside the church from the car. 
and I had no control of my bowels or nothing. Um, if I had to go to the bathroom, I wouldn't even know. It would just be on its own. And so I had to wear, like, these Depends diapers. And at 15 years old, I had to wear that. My girlfriend didn't. She didn't care. She just wanted me to stay in the business because I could do business over the phone. You know, there was no problem with that. Or I had my runners or whatever. You know how that business is out there in the drug world. No problem. Then when I got up, I, I could use my arms were pretty strong. I got up, and all of a sudden, some power and strength got in my legs. I mean, some strength got in my legs, and I was able to walk from the back of the church all the way to the preacher down in the front. People may not believe it, but I got about 40 or 50 witnesses to this day that saw me walk by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the healing and the prayer of the pastor. When he spoke, when he spoke, he said, get up. God did something to heaven in my leg. Silver and gold have I none, but with such as we have, I give it unto you. Take up that bed and walk. And that guy got up off of that ground, off of that floor or whatever. And the same thing happened to me. And so I made it down. I made it halfway. Halfway down, and I looked to the side, there was a mop bucket. You know, the way you, you, you squeeze it and the water comes out into the pail. And I could hear the evil voice saying, you know you got no controls of your bowels. If you go down there, you're going to have a terrible thing happen to you in front of all these strangers, and you don't want that. Go back, turn around, and go back and sit down. But I heard a voice said, no, keep going. I love you. See, where I grew up in Connecticut, New York, and stuff, in the streets there in Harlem, you don't tell people you love them, especially men to men. Either you got something going on in the wrong feminine way or somebody trying to get close to you to take something from you. That voice said, I love you, I love you. I want to save you. I want to use you. I kept walking towards the pastor. It wasn't him, and I walked right past my girlfriend. She had her head in the door, in the church door, looking, almost screaming, no, 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 no. Because she knew if I got saved, that all that millions of dollars. And so that sister came to church to make sure I wasn't getting saved. But God had a, he had the last word in this. Stood there. Todd, I haven't seen her. I haven't seen her since 1971. To this, from, from then to now, I have not seen her. And I stood there in front of the pastor. And he started telling me my whole life story. He said, you were a sorcerer. You were this because you... Uh, people were in bad way and were messed up in life because of your sorcery and witchcraft and voodoo and gangs and all of this stuff you did. I'm like, you don't know me. You don't know nothing about me. How you going to stand there and tell me my life story? My sister told you all this, but she didn't. The Lord told the Lord told him my story. Sure did. My sister later on, she said, I didn't tell him anything about you. I didn't say nothing to that do with you as, you know, involved with drugs and stuff like that, but I didn't tell him all the rest of that stuff. He, she said, God told him that. So I wasn't mad at her no more because that's cool. So I stood there at the altar. I got past that mop bucket because my bowels didn't didn't come loose. pastor said, God wants to save you. He wants to save you and use you to do great work for him. And I saw a vision of me traveling the world instead of, getting drug deals like I was doing. But I would get as as a representative representing God's spirit. Hallelujah. He showed me going around the world and I've been to China now, I've been to Pakistan, been to Beijing, 
I've been to, to Gozo. I've been to Malta preaching. Just about every country, South America, Canada, been, um, I've been everywhere, Todd, pretty much preaching the gospel. Just like God said, because God's not a liar. He doesn't lie. Ah, glory, hallelujah, he doesn't lie. So I threw my hands up. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, God, hold on. I, and I talked to God to alter. I said, hold on a second. I said, God, do you know what kind of person I am? I'm a low-down, dirty sorcerer. I do witchcraft for a living. I'm one of the most powerful, young, before this Harry Potter person even existed. I done done all of that stuff pretty much twice backwards that he did forward. And I said, how how can you use me? How you use a man that uh, I wasn't even but 15 talking to God at the altar? I said, how can you use me? I know stuff that most people would be afraid of. When I walk down the street, Todd, people see me coming. They would grab their children and run in the house. I'd be out there by myself, and they would holler, Here comes that witch boy. Here comes that witch boy. Yeah, man, I was a bad sorcerer. But I could do stuff, and not bragging it, but I could do stuff that would literally, you'd have to scratch your head, you know? And it just was a, a fearful sight to be around and didn't want to get on the bad side. You didn't want to get on the bad side of, of me because of that, that those powers that I could make a car flip over in the middle of the street. I could do all those crazy things, Todd. I was a, I was a real bad sorcerer, really bad. And I'm standing before God's altar asking him, what can you possibly want with me? My mother said, you don't operate with witchcraft. You don't do that, so how can you... How can you use me? That's, that's all I knew. That's all I knew was witchcraft. And if you did something to me, I was going to take care of you. You know, I was in Japan after you. If you know what the spirit of Japan is, Ezekiel, the eighth chapter, it's a fire and smoke spirit. I could do all kinds of running head spirits where if I wanted to, it's in the book of Zechariah 2 and 2, spirit that you use on the highway that can cause accidents and probably a hundred others that I, I will operate in, and I'm wondering how my mama's God used me. And that's where he showed me He showed me that vision of me traveling the world. My wife and uh, I saw that in Uganda, Africa, when we were there. There was a there was witch doctor, and he caused, uh-huh. he caused this accident, this bus to flip over, and he was cutting pieces off of people for his, you know, his enchantments or whatever. And, and the, anyway, when they came upon the scene and realized what he had done, that you know, they, they stoned him to death right there. Yeah, yeah, same spirit. He used the same spirit I did, same one. It's called Asmo, it's, it's called Asmo Die. Asmo Die, and it's also known as Mercury, and it's also known as Hermes. Same spirit in different parts of the world. It's called the run ahead spirit. And it's called it's Zechariah 2 and 2. You see in Zechariah 2 and 2, there's the running head angels of God that went forth to, to measure Jerusalem <clears throat> excuse me, for a blessing. Well, the Asmodai, the running head spirit, it's a, fallen, it's a fallen spirit that also runs, and its job is to cause calamity on the road and the highways. That's why we never leave the house. My wife, Lena, and I, we told all of our children, 
to pray before we get in a car and go anywhere to come against that running head spirit because I used to, when I wasn't a Christian, I used to see that spirit stand next to me and I would send it forth to do certain things. I won't tell you what it is because God, you know, took all that under the blood now. But So that guy in Africa, he was doing the same thing, the, the same thing. And which, unfortunately, he lost his life for doing so. You know, and if he didn't get saved, unfortunately, God doesn't look too good for him. And now what I do, I turn, I turn people on to the scriptures and how to get delivered so they don't have to be suffering for lack of knowledge. My people destroy for lack of knowledge. And, and it also says, I think it's Isaiah 13 and 5, my people go into captivity because they have no knowledge. That's God talking about it. So God dealt with me there at the altar. Todd, he dealt with me. He told me he loved me because at that, at that time, the men where I come from never said the word, I love you, because it's either somebody trying to get at you from a strange sexual way that he would or he was trying to set you up to get into your confidence and try to beat you from some kind of financial point of view. So when I heard that voice, that male, strong, loving voice that I love you, and I was like, not only did I hear it, but I felt it down in my soul. And I was looking off to the side at my girlfriend outside the door, I was looking at her, standing there at the altar by myself, as if my legs are made of steel. It went from spaghetti to steel. And I told God, I said, I don't know what you want for me, but if you're going to keep me as a man, I said, because a lot of these Christian guys that I see, they're too soft for me. I said, I can't deal with it. I'm honest. God knows me. I'm always honest. Sometimes he may have got me in trouble. Because sometimes I might have been too honest with God. I say, God, you know, I don't like that. I, I really, you know, you know, and, and he helps me because I'd rather be honest with him than try to play games with it, you know. Right, so I, right. I, I, ain't gonna play. I told him, I said, you never got to worry about me playing no games with you. I said, I'm going to be straightforward. You said, come boldly to the throne of grace, and I will never disrespect you. And if I have you, forgive me, but I won't disrespect you. But I'm not going to sit back and cheat and slide and steal and play games. Because I did that stuff in the streets. And I'm going to do that with you. So I said, if you're going to save me, like this preacher is talking about, let me keep my mentality. Don't let me be no church male wimp or whatever that these guys, like Tiny Tim or whatever. I don't know that stuff. And God spoke to me. He said, not only will you keep your mentality, but you will be a man after my own heart. And I will use you, and I will do mighty things through you. And that December 15, 1971, I threw my hands up, and I said, God, like I said, I don't understand how you can use a fellow like me, really not try understanding all of it, but we got a deal. And I threw my hands up, and it felt like, Todd, man, it felt like all kinds of stuff fell off of me at the altar, man. All kinds of stuff was falling off of me. I'm telling you, man, uh, Urzule, Urzule, the sex spirit, Zapan, uh, 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 all the, 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 the Ouija boards and the cemeteries that I worked through, the seance, all of that stuff that I did on people and, and took people into different realms and stuff like that, 
all that stuff fell off of me, man. Hundreds of piles of from sorcery and voodoo, santeria, all of that stuff fell off of me. The Virgo signs and and all the zodiacs and all of that stuff fell off of me at that altar, man. And then God was cleaning me up. Then he filled me with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and he started doing some stuff for me that people, even some Christians, wouldn't even believe. If they saw it with their own eyes, they had to rub their eyes. And here that little witch boy, hallelujah, my God, that little witch boy that people would run from, now God is using me to have people run to me, run to the altars. I teach people about the dangers of profanity. And every time you cuss, and you say F and S. If those are not words, Todd, those are the names of evil spirits. And I wrote books about these things. And, and I've been on TBN and 700 Club and Sid Roth talking about these things because people don't understand. Every time you curse at somebody, you're not saying a word. That's the name of an evil spirit that you are conjuring up, that you are conjuring. And I teach these all over the world. We, My wife and I, we're in South America. Then we're over to to Ghana, Africa, then I've been to Uganda, I've been invited down to South Africa, the places to preach. When I was in Uganda, a minister, ministering over there on what happens to your blood, what happens to your blood when you have sex outside of marriage. And I was going to preach something else, and God told me to preach that when I was in Kampala over there in Uganda and what have you. And it was looked like 100,000 people. I said, I ain't preaching before these many people before. God said, boy, you better get yourself out there and preach. Have so many people. I said, God, ain't that preached before these many people before. If you don't get yourself out there saying, preach what I told you on top of it. He said, preach against the, the spirits that get inside of your bloodstream. That's in the book of Ezekiel, the 16th chapter, where God said, you are polluted in your own blood because of your, your sexual acts. And so I said, I, okay, I'm preaching, and I preached it right there in Uganda. And I made an altar call. Hallelujah. And, man, you're talking about a stampede of people coming running and running up. You don't understand. You get you get all kinds of spirits getting in your blood. when you, Man, when you have sex outside of marriage, that's one of the worst things you can do because there are spirits. There's a hydra head spirit where it brings on multiple personalities. There's all kinds of, of uh there's, there's a fornic spirit. Fornic spirit is called the jewel robbing spirit. What they used to always tell us back in the black community, they said, they tell the girls, don't let that boy have sex with you. He's going to steal your family jewels, you know. And they may not know exactly the spirit behind it, but there's exactly a spirit called the, the, it's called the multiple personality spirit that you get from having sex outside of marriage. And, man, I'm telling you, people with AIDS was coming up. There was little babies, Todd, with AIDS. And we laid hands on them, rebuked that spirit, that, that spirit that was causing these things. And, man, in the next few days coming back with their doctor's report that they was healed. Hallelujah. My God, I wish somebody get an amen out there somewhere. Amen. God, did it, man. You give me the preaching over here, man. I'm... I'm just let me hush now. I don't talk too much now. Go ahead. Well, no, let's go back to the profanity because I, I, I just want to point that out. That when they say these words, which, I mean, nowadays you hear it all day long. And I work, yep. you know, I work with professional, you know, these are doctors, these are nurses that are educated, 
and you still hear the F word being used. But they're actually calling down the spirit when they say that. They're calling up the spirit. Calling, calling up the spirit. spirit. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's cussing has just become nothing to them. Lack of knowledge. If they knew exactly what happens, let me tell you how, let me tell you how I found out about this. From a sorceress. One day I was going to the neighborhood. I was going to the neighborhood, minding my own business, and I heard a, a, a female that I knew very well, much older than me. I was only eight years old at that time. But my eight years old was not like eight years old and a lot other because at that time I was involved with a lot of drug stuff and seeing, you know, a lot of bad stuff, streets and crime and stuff. So, but I was like already an adult at eight years old. So that happened. I never, you know what, Todd, I never had a childhood. I don't know what it's like. It was robbed from me. So that's why I smile and enjoy myself now in the church. One lady told me, you laugh too much. You smile too much. Stop all that smiling. This evangelist told me that. He told me, stop smiling. You smile too much. And I said to myself, lady, if you only know half the stuff I've been through, you'd be smiling along with me. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, so I was walking through the neighborhood there, right not too far out of New York City, and there was a big argument going on between these two individuals, a male and a female going back and forth, back and forth. So back in those days, back in those days, they taught us that children are not allowed to be involved with grown people's business. I don't care what kind of business it is. You are not allowed. When you see grown people talking, you get out of the way. Be seen and not heard. So because there's a thing called a switch back in those days or a belt, and I didn't like either one of those things. So... I just stood back out the way where they couldn't see me, but yet still there was a lady that I knew and I admired and a lot. And this guy was much bigger than her, and he was arguing back and forth, back and forth, and looked like he was getting the best of her. So she put her hands up in the silhouette. It's called the silhouette, but I won't tell you what kind of silhouette. It's just called the silhouette. That's, what I'm, that's all I'm going to say. She did the silhouette a certain kind of silhouette. And that man, like, he grabbed his heart tied and he fell over backwards. Why? Because she said, she said this. She said, I call F to come and destroy your life. Now, at this point, I didn't know F was an individual. I thought it was just a word. But when she said, I call F to destroy you, that's where he grabbed his heart and this man fell over backwards on the concrete. Boom. I'm standing there looking at this, brought open daytime. I said, wow, what what power, what power that she has. I said, wow, I want that power too because I want to take care of some of these people that's been ruling me. I mean, I'm eight years old. I got to run numbers in the gambling den, a, a horse betting with, with all the criminals in the neighborhood. I was a runner. I was a this. I had to, uh, uh, everything that somebody wanted me to do, I had to do. And my father, when he beat me, he beat me in the head with the belt buckle. Do you hear what I'm telling you? So I didn't want to be beat every day drinking my own blood because when he get mad, he would beat me with the belt buckle. So I sure enough didn't want to try to stay shy away from that. And so I'm standing there looking at him and saying, wow, what power. What power? If I get that kind of power, he won't. He won't. He won't be able to beat me no more. The crooked cops that was using me to do stuff 
there was the cops, crooked cops would use me to do stuff. So I said, I'm going to handle all these people. I'm going to handle these gangsters, these pimps, crooked cops, my dad. And I said, I call F to come and take over my life. At that point, I knew it was no longer, that's just not a bad word, quote, unquote. It's not a bad word. It's an entity. It's a personality, an evil creature. And so when I did that, Todd, the ground opened up in front of me. It opened up in front of me, and a little tornado came out of there with eyes and the mouth was laughing, and it was spinning right in front of me, and it was spinning, 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 spinning real fast, and it went right inside of my chest and my stomach and kept spinning and laughing. I started jumping up and screaming. I said, ah, ah, what is this? What is this? What happened is that, is that tornado, which is the book I wrote called Escaping the Nemoth Cycle. You'll see it right on the front cover. I put a little tornado on there with eyes and stuff that this, this Nemo cycle does. I ran in the house, and and I was screaming and yelling. All my brothers and sisters was watching TV sitting around. And I said, something's in me, something's in me. And I said, something's in me. They said, boy, nothing wrong with you. Stop that noise. I said, no, 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 it's me. something's inside of me spinning. It's burning, and get it out. And they said, go sit down. Nothing wrong with you. And that thing was spinning and spinning and spinning. Then I finally fell asleep on the floor. And my uncle was an alcoholic. One of my uncles was an alcoholic, and he was laying on the floor snoring. And next thing I know, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, Todd, I, I, I heard this noise. Like, Ugh, Ugh. I said, what in the world? I thought it was the, the Bronx Zoo, a grizzly bear has got out of this cage and now he's down here where we live inside of my house. I didn't know. And so I, I said, Uncle, wake up, man, wake up. It's a bear, it's a grizzly bear in our house. He said, boy, be quiet, go back to sleep. Ain't no bear in this house. I said, yes, it is. Yes, it is. So he, he, he sort of kicked me and let me know to be quiet and go back to sleep. So I couldn't because I can, all I can hear was, argh, argh. So finally, I looked in the direction of the closet, the closet door sprung open, flew open, and here stepped out this almost seven-foot-tall thing with wings and giant scales on it, like a like a big fish and alligator or whatever, pointy teeth and long fingernails. And it said to me, and I'll never forget it, it says, my name is F. Those four letters, he said, my, this is my name. He said, you called me. You called me, and I'm here. He said, welcome to witchcraft. And I started screaming, and nobody heard me. I was I was trying, uncle, uncle, wake up. Uncle, uncle, go to sleep, boy. Be quiet. No, it's a monster, a monster. My uncle, he was so drunk, he couldn't even move, and he wouldn't respond. And I tried to cover up on the mat that was on the floor, and that big old green, it stepped on my arm from my wrist all the way down to my elbow was bleeding, burst open with wow. blood. All night long, that thing tormented me till the sun came up. And when the sun started coming up, it changed its image from that big old uh, humanoid-looking scaly thing and had the face of a man, the body of a bee, and I saw it fly right through the window, right through the window when the sun came up. And every night for 11 years straight, every night for 11 years straight, those things was in my house tormenting me. That is not a word. That's the name of a spirit. The name of rage. 
F is directly involved with rage and seven different levels of rage. And S, S is the actual name of the spirit of fear for God has not given us that spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. See, so I teach this to people, and I tell people, I make an altar call. I was in, I was in San Antonio, Texas, a nice big church down there, my wife and I, about two years ago. And God said, preach on that. I said, okay. So I preached on that. I made an altar call. The whole church, the whole church came down town for cussing, including the pastor. Wow. The pastor said, when I go to the golf course and I miss the hole, I miss, oh, nothing wrong with playing golf, okay? Nothing wrong with that. But it's, they're cussing on the course. That was wrong. And he said, earthquake, I had no idea. I said, man, those not, those not words. You're actually conjuring up spirits. He said, I had no idea. That's why I'm dealing with this. That's why I'm dealing with that. Yeah, because you got this entity. Man, I'm telling you, that, I tell people everywhere I go, Canada, London, we were in London lately, same thing, make an altar call. People run to the altar because they don't know. They think that's a word. They didn't know word. That's a spirit. And I promised that spirit when I was eight years old. And the next morning, wait, wait, the next morning, the next morning I got up and I was holding my arm. I was holding my arm. And then my, my mom said, what's the matter with your arm? What's wrong with you? Why are you bleeding? I said, Mom, the monster. She said, what monster? I said, Mom, the monster came out of the closet and stepped on my arm. She said, oh, my God, look at your arm. I said, Mom, that monster stepped on my arm, that F thing. And I didn't say, you know, all of it. Because at that point, I was convinced that's not a word. And she stopped back, and I promised that thing. Let me tell you something in this whole world that's listening. I promised that thing. You stepped on the arm of an 8-year-old boy. I may be a man at that time because I was really messed up in the streets. But I promised I will pay you back until my last dying breath. And that's what I'm doing. Canada, China, everywhere I go, and God tells me to make an altar call about people cussing. People come down. They get set free. They get delivered. They stop cussing. I mean, pastors. I went to a church not too far from Virginia last year. I was preaching there. God said, preach on that cussing mess. There's 5,000 people in there, Todd. 5,000 people in this building. Guess how many people were sitting down when I made the altar call? Out of 5,000, it was about 19 people sitting in the seats. The rest of the church was down there on their hands and knees crying and screaming out to God because they did not. My wife said, baby, they just don't know. They don't know. Some of them don't know that this is not a word. God, I'm talking to those that's out there now that's cussing and not knowing. That thing stepped on my arm. Check this out. He stepped on my arm. He's going to step on your life. He's going to step on your children's life. He's going to step on you physically, emotionally, financially. And he don't care about drawing blood from you, man. He don't care about no blood. He want to step on you and draw blood from an eight-year-old child. My arm was bleeding to my mama's heart. Oh, my God, what happened to your arm, son? And that's why I told her. She's the only one that even responded. My brother and sister, they didn't respond to nothing. They didn't respond to it. They didn't even believe me. And I told I told them, you're going to pay for what you did to me. So every time I'm at the altar, 
and I make this preaching message go forth as God tell me, because I got about a hundred other messages. I know he gave me a lot of stuff to work with. But when he tells me to preach on this, everywhere I go, the whole congregation nearly empties their seats. I don't care if I'm in Chicago, Detroit, New York, Connecticut, everywhere I go and preach this message, brother, dear brother Todd, people run to the altar, man. They run because they did not know. Like my wife, Lena, said, baby, some of them don't know. And when I tell this story, I've written a book about it, The Dangers of Profanity. The Dangers of it. On the cover, there's a cover of a spider, a venomous spider on the cover. Because that thing bit me like a thousand spiders. It hit me, um, stepped on my arm like a thousand biting poisonous spiders. Am I bitter? No. No, 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 no. I don't carry around bitterness, bitter and earthquake. No. It's that I am highly functional through the Holy Ghost of the knowledge that God has brought me through to help the body of Christ and non, non-Christians to understand that you cannot go throughout your life and cutting like this because what's happened in Proverbs 5 and 5, anybody out there taking notes, in the book of Proverbs 5 and 5, it talks about there's a staircase. In the pits, look at, look at, look, you can look it up right now if anybody's listening. There's a staircase, Todd, in hell that every time a person curses those evil entities, not just only F and S, but there's other evil entities that will come up that staircase and come right inside of your dwelling, in your car, all these rappers cussing and all that stuff, and they, and you're repeating what they're saying, going down the street, bumping in your car, and all that stuff. And cousin, what's happening is that you're shortening your lifespan. Tell them the truth. Check it out. Most of them that get into that stuff, I ain't saying rapping is a sin or crying. I ain't saying that. I'm talking about then that stuff, that part of it. Most of them die early. Check them out yourself. Look at the news media. Most of them die early because they don't know they're getting ready to be stepped on. He about to step on your heart and stop it from be, from 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 uh, pumping. That's why I teach the way I do, and I told God at the altar, got a deal. I said, I don't know what you want. <laughs> I'm serious, Ty, at the altar. I said, God, I don't have a clue what you want with somebody like me. I'm a sorcerer and proud of I'm telling God I'm a, I'm a, I am proud of what I'm doing. This is what I do. How are you going to tell me you love me and call me out of this stuff and then going to give me, okay, I got a deal. And I never went, Todd. Since 1971, when God filled me with the Holy Ghost, I have never gone back to any of that stuff. Never, ever, not one time have I gone back. Oh, I'm preaching good to myself here. Not <laughs> one time. Hallelujah. Oh, I wish I could get some hallelujahs out there in the audience somewhere. Somebody's out there listening, man. They're listening because they're wondering, how can I come out of this drug problem? How can I come out of this sexual thing? How can I come out of this? How can I come out of that? The very same God that saved this fella, this child, this boy that they call the witch boy, this boy that would do seances and send stuff through the air and, and all these things I didn't like you flip your car over and, and, and spin in fire and stuff, all of that stuff. And God can save me the worst, the worst of the worst. I know he could say, hey, go to that bossy. Thank you, Jesus. He could save anybody, man. Come on, man. He can. Now, I know I don't. I'm sorry. I don't have that. 
Harvard way of talking. Please forgive me. Well, basically, earthquake. I think that God is not. I'm sorry. I'm still got a lot of street in me, even though I've been saved since 1971. I'm sorry about that, but this is just how I talk. <laughs> hey, so earthquake. Yeah, man. Would you pray over everybody listening, especially about you, you mentioned about being delivered from this this uh, sex, the blood, what gets into the blood, and, and yeah. over the you know profanity. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'd be happy to. Man, you know, you know. Let me tell you one. Let me tell you um, like this. I'm gonna pray. There's two things that said are done every day around the world, and you know what they are. One is happy birthday to you, right? Happy birthday. That's one. Somebody's having a birthday around this planet every day, celebrating the birthday. You know, Guam, New Rochelle, San Diego, Florida. Wherever somebody's singing happy birthday, right? I got a few friends on Facebook that birthday is today, so I gotta wish them happy birthday later on today. I gotta wish you know happy birthday. So somebody's got a happy birthday. Next thing is around the world, someone is cussing around this planet. So therefore, if they're cursing, you might be cursing at the house of somebody listening right now. If they're cursing, that means that you got a visitor in your house. I'm telling you the truth, man. You, sister, you got a visitor in your house, and it ain't Cousin Pookie and Sinead and Susan and Clark. It ain't that. This is an entity that came up through the steps that you invited, and when that thing before stepped on my arm, it said, Welcome to Witchcraft. Now, I didn't know no, no such a thing. I know the sorceress was involved, but I didn't have no idea that when I started saying his name, it automatically would would bring me into witchcraft. I didn't know that. So every time you cut, check it out, Todd, every time someone says with the F and the S and this, that, and, this, and you so-and-so, so-and-so, what's happening, you are, dealing in, you are dealing with a spirit that has ushered in witchcraft amongst you, and you didn't even know it. And stepping on you at the same time, stepping on making your life hard, stepping on you, and you wonder why stuff is hard a lot of times and shouldn't be. Why? Because you got that. You got that thing in you that 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 God didn't don't want in there because of lack of knowledge. That's what's happening. So let's pray now, Heavenly Father, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh God, we thank you, bless you for what you brought me from. This new little bad little witch boy that people couldn't stand because of what I was. God, you saved me. You took it out of me. You delivered me from three packs of cools every day, weed, pills, witchcraft, sorcery. Ouija boards, all of that, God, and cussing. But there's people out there now, God. They cuss, they cuss, they cussing, even in the church. Cussing on the freeway, flipping the bird. I know people that's confessed, they're like, I'll flip the bird at other drivers. I said, no, man, you can't do that. God, forgive them right now. Let them repent. Let them repent. And when you do that, you will send that spirit back down them steps, Proverbs 5. Hallelujah. You will send them back down them steps, God. You will send them back down there by the truckloads that's in their houses right now, that's in their bodies. A lot of these things are spirits that are caused because when that spirit enters into them, they don't even know it. He brings sicknesses with them, brings sicknesses and problems. 
and all kinds of pressures, God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, oh, glory to God. Do some mighty works right now inside them. Touch them. Touch them, God. Touch their mouth, Father, in the name of Jesus. Touch them in the back of their head. Touch them in the pit of their stomach. Touch them, God, where that stuff seemed like to come up from the their pits of their stomach, out of their belly. But you said in your word, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water, God, in the name of Jesus. You all that are listening, cry out to God. Listen to Brother Earthquake. I'm telling you, I was there. Cry out to God. Don't let this day go by and you continue to do that. Don't let it go. Cry out. God will send angels to protect you. He was sending with the, fly, the flaming sword. Those that's cussing God. And those that's having sex outside of marriage, not even knowing that there's ten evil. The minimum is ten evil, horrible spirits that get into their bloodstream because you said you are polluted in your blood with these spirits, God. Multiple personalities and, and all kinds of you're taking their joy and all these things, God. Restore this now. I've seen it. I've been there. I'm from that stuff, God. I know what that stuff would do. And you delivered me and saved me from that and washed me. Hallelujah. Wash us. Purge us like David says. Cleanse us up. All of this lust going on, all of this stuff about I can be what I want and do what I want in the church and still go to heaven, that's not what the Bible says. That's the doctrine of the devil. Let us repent right now, God. You told me to tell your people to repent. That's exactly what I'm doing. Speak the truth in love. Jesus tells you out there now. All you out there says he loves you with everlasting love. Wherever you are, you're not too far gone. If God saved me, pull me out of pits of hell. He'll restore you. He'll keep you. He'll give you the victory. He'll even validate you when people say you ain't no good like they told me. I know I was no good. You had to tell me I was no good. I know I wasn't. God is making me the way I, that he wants me to be. The path is over. Love yourself. At, ah, glory, as God said, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I also want you, now we're going to have to come back and, and do some more because there's so much more you have to tell. But I, I want you to, to tell them your website, uh, some of the names of your books and, and where they can order those and, uh, you know, um, just anything else they really need to know. And I'll also have it posted on the, you know, on your shows. But, but that way, uh, you know, a lot of people just listen. They don't, they don't actually read anything. Yeah, I understand. Sure. It's uh, Earthquake Kelly. Kelly is spelled K-E-L-L-E-Y. EarthquakeKellyMinistries.com. That's how you can, you can go to my um, website, look it up. You'll see a lot of things there. God's brought me from and testimony and a uh, future movie coming out. And also um, have a book. Called Escaping the Nemo Cycle. Nemo Cycle is three hundred page manual. This is not just a book. This is a a workbook going from the Garden of Eden and stuff that happened there, and all the way up to to multiple marriages, and and then we have a, a question and answer. We got prayers in there for different things, and 
how to combat this thing and that thing and that one. Then we have my, my story about uh, my life story, my life story called Bound to Lose, Destined to Win. Only buy it with my face on the cover. If you buy it with a flowery multicolor, those are thieves. Those are thieves, and we're taking them We're, we're taking them before the judicial system. Those are people that are selling my book without my permission. Only buy it with my face on the cover. Do not, please don't buy it, because my family gets nothing. They're stealing my life story, and they have no right to do it. So only buy it with my face on the cover. We're having a lot of problems with that, Todd. The people are stealing, and, and Christians, these are so-called Christians doing this. So wow. called, okay. so called. So, yeah, I have what's, another. What's one. the name? What's uh, the name of the book with the profanity? That one is called um, "The Dangers of Profanity." Stop cussing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. And then we have another one. We have six books on the market. We have. Uh, uh, let me see. Um, Heaven's Golden Vessel. That's another one that deals that it's all on Amazon. You can order on Amazon. Heaven's Golden Vessel is the one that talks about when I had the brain aneurysm in 2004, when I had the brain aneurysm in 2004, and the things I saw went to hell when I was there. I hovered in, down inside of hell, and God took me out and put me in, uh, and, and a day or two later, he took me into heaven. He took me into heaven, and, and, and it's all the stuff that I went through. I had a brain aneurysm and, 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 and some rebellious stuff I was dealing with and was hurt by some pastors. And, oh, it was just a, just a horrible thing. Let me see. I have six and all. Let me see. Torment. How to Keep Your Children from Being Tormented at Night. I don't remember the title, but it's on, it's on Amazon, too. I can remember the title real fast. How Many Children Can't Sleep at Night, and we deal with that. But Heaven's Golden Vessel. I got to think of all of them. I got so many of them now, I got to think of them, but. They're all on well, Amazon. They're they're on your website too, right? Yeah, they're on the website. And I yeah. got some other books coming out. Before you go, I, I don't want to hold you up, but before you go, I got some more books coming out on understanding the dangers of the zodiac and the astrological signs, what they mean. Case in point, if someone says I'm a Virgo, right? Check this out, Todd. This series, say I'm a Virgo, because that's I'm, I was an ex sorcerer. So they say I'm a, they come to me, say I'm a Virgo. I want you to do this and. Dad and the moon is in the seventh house and all that kind of stuff. I said, okay, what, 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 what? Okay, I want to know this, I want to know that, right? I said, okay, I'm a Virgo earthquake. I'm a Virgo and this, that, and another. Okay, now here's what they say when they're a Virgo, right? Check this out. V-I-R-G-O, right? V-I-R-G-O is a, is a code. It's a hidden code. You got VI stands by itself, R stands by itself, and GO stands by itself. It's just not Virgo and leave it at that. No, it's VI stands by itself, R stands by itself, and the definition and information on that, and then GO. V, you know what VI stands for in that word Virgo? No. It stands for volume indication. Indicator. What does that mean? Okay, in the demonic realm, if you say you're Virgo, that means the enemy can control the amount of things that you hear. Did you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Volume indicator means that if you if you say I'm a Virgo and you go into church, right, you go into church and you say, I'm a Virgo, I'm a Virgo. Yeah, Todd, I'm a Virgo. Proud of it, yeah. Okay, you say you're a Virgo, you go into church, you say you're a Christian. What happens is that the enemy has got a, a volume control like a television remote, and he can turn down what you hear 
inside of the church because Jesus came with it, bless the Lord our Savior. He said, if any man have it ear to hear, let him hear. But when you say you're a Virgo and your hearing is controlled by an outside entity that's not Jesus, you will go to church for 52 weeks a year and won't come out of there with nothing. Right, right. You won't hear nothing. Why? Because the volume indicator, okay, God, you, you ask God if I'm telling the lie. No, I'm, I'm from that stuff. The volume indicator. That's why you got people out there right now, Ty, come on, man, that's claiming these, these signs and don't even know. All 12 of them are dangerous. I'm writing books on each one of them so the body of Christ can see from a person that was there. Because you say I'm a Virgo. Now you go to church wondering why. You go to church all Sunday morning, and you come out, and you don't remember anything that the preacher said, nothing. Matter of fact, your mom was someplace else. You drifted off. You drifted off while you was there because you didn't even know the volume of the Word of God was turned down inside of your hearing canal. God is telling me right there's some people out there that's claiming, may I pray for them, please? Yeah, you know? go ahead. Father, in the name of Jesus, those that dealing with this, that can't hear because they're claiming this. Oh, God, help us. They're claiming this, God, not even knowing it. This destroyed for lack of knowledge and the entities is controlling the volume. And Jesus said, he who has an ear to hear, let them hear. Let them hear. But the volume is turned down. Because it's partly their fault, because they don't even know it's part of their fault, because they'd rather hear what their zodiac sign says for that day, and it, and it spills over for the next few days, even on Sunday, to where now, God, their volume is turned down, because they look into the stars, and instead of the Creator who created everything, God, release them now. Let them not say that. Out of that words, we are blessed. Out of our words, we are condemned. Do not say you're a Virgo or any of those things, because if you claim that, my brother and sister, if you claim that, you're going to become dull of hearing according to the Bible, what the Word of God says. So let that go. Don't even admit no more. Don't even claim it no more. And you watch the Word of God now when you go to church. Repent from that anyway. And you watch the Word of God become fresh and go down inside of you and start germinating, start to grow. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for letting me pray for them. Thank you. Amen. I look forward to us doing another show because there's so much we didn't even cover. Uh, and I definitely want to hear about uh, when you had the brain aneurysm. But uh, okay. for now, let's say it's a wrap. And hey. <laughs> we will we'll talk real soon.